So, uh, I don't know where to put my my screen here. <laughs> hmm, hmm, hmm. I'll just cut it so I can see the mead. See the mead. So, yep, uh, here's the here's the cup. There we go. Yep. Yeah, I'll just look at that the whole time. <laughs> Doesn't it make you just feel nice and warm and fuzzy on the on the inside? Yeah. I've yeah. been waiting six years my... for this, so. Oh, does it really need to age that long? Oh, I've got some mead that I'm going to drink like 40 years from now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Long-term planning, just like catechesis. Yeah. <laughs> Recorded live at Talks and Tasting Studios, it's the Clerical Errors Podcast. The podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. Let's go. Uh, from the Talks and Tasting Studio. Did I say that right, Hannah? You did. <laughs> this is the Clerical Heirs Podcast. I'm Bullhagen. I'm Berg. I'm Vicar. And I'm Hannah. Pastor's kid. <laughs> and Peter's here. Hey, Pete. Hey, Pete. So uh, we are recording uh, episode 103, Hannah. So we are a little ahead of schedule because 100 came out today and then you mentioned yeah. that you weren't on the show so i'm remedying that situation <laughs> to show we listened to our dear associate producer <laughs> i i surely appreciate that and i figured maybe <laughs> this would give you an opportunity to have a break from your children <laughs> um you know i almost never get a big break from baby she's uh, always on me, um, but the three-year-old is in bed and the husband is doing dishes. Well, so oh, there you go. Hey, that's awesome. Mm. So, what did you think of the hundredth episode? Have you listened to it yet? I have listened to all but two minutes of it. You must know. Um, and another another comment I was thinking about tweeting was good brainstorming session, you guys. Good, good brainstorming. Great radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we kind of have our uh, our production meeting while we have the show. <laughs> I enjoyed the predictions, and I am very proud of you as only a podcast mom can be that you had original content one in a row. Quite the accomplishment. All right. Well, Hannah, I really don't think the audio is coming through very well. So. Okay. So I'm sorry. I'd like to have you on the show, but we'll get that worked out sometime next. Well, really, within the next two years, I'm all about taking a trip down to Iowa and like being there in that room. Oh, in front of the quilt. you have you need to take a tour of the show. Of yeah, the studio. Yeah. No yeah. doubt. Because th- you don't quite get the full effect from our, our, our little camera. And you see why no. people have suggested that maybe we do a, a YouTube channel, and you can see how well that would work. <laughs> see, I think we'd lose a lot of the magic. Yeah, because it's theater of the well, mind. I mean, I have a I have a face for radio, so. <laughs> I mean, it'd be hard to get you guys all together in the vastness of the room, you know? We'd have to have, like, two or three cameras instead of just one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did you say, Hannah? I said Vicar has eyebrows for YouTube. <laughs> all right well have a good have a good recording session without me yeah thanks for the effort yeah that's right um, we we got the we, at least we got the a a, 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 a medal for trying here yes. participation trophy know, they're all the rage all right thank you okay. hannah bye bye-bye well how's that gonna work uh <laughs> probably not all right. So how you doing, Berg? What do you got there to your drinking there? Well, I brought a mead that I made, a traditional mead. It's my Friday the 13th mead, uh, and I bottled it on uh, in September of 2015. 2015. So it's a blast from the past. So take me back. How was your life different in the year 2016? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, I saw the covered wagons going west. I was still pumping water from a hand pump, and we had just gotten a new thing called a telephone. A telephone. Wow. <laughs> Do you remember that far back, Vicar? 
No, I was too young for that, wasn't I? <laughs> so uh, if you could give me some of that meat, because I brought a beverage, but but I'll be honest, uh, your beverage seems a little more manly than mine. Yeah, is so your, is is meat uh, acceptable on your diet right now? It's honey and water, so it's honey, water, and yeast. There you go. That's a little more manly. We'll have this next time uh, of the Bon and Viv spiked seltzer <laughs> <laughs> with a couple of women on it. Yeah, a couple of mermaids on there. So we're having mead. So I mean, I feel kind of like Beowulf, you know, about ready to go and tear Grendel's arm off. So, it's a fertility thing too, isn't it? I mean. Tearing. Isn't all alcohol <laughs> tearing Grendel's arm off? <laughs> yeah, it's a f- fertility. Uh, yeah, dismember. So that's why sure. they. So that's why they called it yeah. a honeymoon. Yeah, because they would give him two weeks <laughs> worth of mead. Yep. Right. You know. And by the way, Vicky, your wife called. She said, "Don't let you have any." <laughs> you know, none of this can work. Actually. Oh, She's she's gonna you know, she's, she's gonna jump, funny too. She's gonna yep. jump through the speakers <laughs> through uh, space so and time. So onward to number three, right? <laughs> the the two of you guys are having uh, your meat or whatever. One of you has set your glass down on the tablet, yeah, and the other has set the set it down on uh, what looks like a hymnal and some kind of commentary, maybe. Yeah, yeah. the new illustrated Bible dictionary. So, and and uh, <laughs> we tried. To get Hannah involved, but we had technical difficulties. It wasn't working. So, Hannah, we're sorry. It was a? Clerical error. Clerical error. But you know what, though? I will say this, though. Even though it didn't work, it got us in the zone, right? It it did. It did. Hearing a little pep talk from our podcast mom, it really got us going. Or you know what we did hear of it. Oh. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) The speed is good. Speed is good. All right, so we are moving on to the text. Vicar, take us away. We're fifth Sunday of Lent now, right? Which is called? I don't remember. Judica. Yeah, which means in Latin, I don't remember. Good yeah. job. Jud- judge I, me, oh God. I'll, I, prom- <laughs> I promise I am trying to learn Latin. I'm just slow on it. So yeah, the gospel reading for that would be John 8, specifically uh, 46 through 59, although 42 through 45 are included sometimes. Can we go all the way back to 42? or Please. All right. Now, do you want him to read the whole thing? It's pretty long. Do I? Uh, let's pick out... Okay, Vicar, pick out the five most interesting verses in that. All right. And then we can right. comment on them. Right. No pressure. It's just your, your future... Your future is riding on this. So, hangs on know. these five verses. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew you'd have your final exam during a podcast in the middle of your term? Various passages like we could be picking, there could be worse. I just had a brilliant idea, Vicar, behind the collar moment. Okay, do you know how we? I filled out your first evaluation form, but we haven't talked about it yet. Yeah, Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) You want to record the talking of the eval? Yeah, (laughs) I think our people would be interested in hearing. I think they'd be interested in this hearing that. This meat is great. <laughs> it's just we are in the zone, the slap happy zone. <laughs> okay, Vicar. Yeah. Top five me, verses. Okay, well I'll just not in not in any order other than just order as I'm looking through them. So uh, so uh background. Okay. Yeah, Jesus. So this is it's starting to get real now. Yeah, this is Jesus in his many discussions against the Pharisees and whatnot. Uh specifically they you know, they'd answer to Abraham as our father, so yeah, verse 42 would be a good one. You know, Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God, and I am here. I came not on my own accord, but he sent me. Okay. So, yeah. Riff on that. Certainly. I mean, he's... Can you say again? I would completely zoned out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I Burke saw it on my yep. face, too. <laughs> so, okay. I so. looked and said, riff on that. <laughs> Apparently, Vicar picked the wrong verse. <laughs> um. So, if, <laughs> so they claim God is their father, right? And he says, well, if God is your father, then you would love me, right? Yeah. That there is only one way to the father, and that is through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be a great thing to really riff on here, because the thing is, is that there are so many, uh, even Christian co- churches that teach that there are many ways to Jesus. Um, we heard it in the Capitol. Everyone got so upset about the um, a woman thing, which is just stupid. Right. Right? But the guy... Was it a guy? 
I think it was a guy, right? Yeah. I don't know. He might have had an XY chromosome, but kind of acted like a loser. So, you know, but anyway. Wait, 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 wait. You know, you can have an XX chromosome as well, Berg. <laughs> I, I know that. Okay. All right. So, but they're not losers. So you're, so he, I'm sorry, I interrupted. So, um, but they pray to Allah. They think that the Jews and Christians worship the same God. Uh, in fact, in a lot of ELCA churches, um, they're trying to like do this interfaith nonsense between, um, uh, you know, Christians and Muslims saying that we all worship the same God. There are just many different paths, and that's what the ELCA passed yeah. at their last convention if by I'm like ninety some percent. And and I think you hear people pray Father God. Isn't that kind of part of where they don't want to t- they want to take Jesus' name out? I'm not sure. I just because you hear a lot of evangelicals doing it. It's just weird. Right, I mean, but, it's always God the Father or Heavenly Father or something like that, you know. Well, there there is biblical precedence to have an interfaith service. Didn't Elijah have one too? Yeah. What happened to uh, all of those unionists, <laughs> Vicar? What yeah, happened to that the, was, in that interfaith service? I mean, at the end of the day, there was just Elijah still standing. The rest of them were dead. I think the earth swallowed them up. Uh, he took them down to the brook Kidron and killed them all. Yeah. So you know. Hooray for coexist. <laughs> There's your title. <laughs> All right, Vicar, next verse. Okay, in our top five here. Uh, I'm going to actually go down to verse 51. No oh, yeah, no. No, this, yeah. Uh, truly, this is Jesus' words here. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. Yeah, and the truly, truly there, it's really in the original Greek. It's amen, amen, I say to you. Right? So this yeah. is a great thing to right. teach about our man. And not our woman. Yeah, yeah not we've, our we've already said that. Right. We've, yeah. already, we've already covered that. Right? Our man means, yes, yes, it shall be so. Right? And that is your word, congregation. It's not the pastor's word. You're mm-hmm. actually—it is your prayer when you put your assent to it. That's why you say amen. You're saying, yes, so shall it be. It's not the pastor's word. That's your word, and you should say it loud and proud. So, riff off the rest of that. Read it again, Vicar. That verse? <laughs> Come on! Like, that was about as short as it goes. So, he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, If anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. All right. So, what is meant by keep? Because I think some translations might say, Obey. Right. Mm-hmm. Vicar, what would be the difference between those I mean, o- obedience would just be I'm, you know, following the letter of the law, whereas keep is much more. This is my lifestyle. So, for example, when the rich man asked Jesus, "What must I do yeah. to inherit eternal life?" which is he, what Jesus is. Yeah, he, is, he's wanting merely to obey the words. He doesn't want it to be what he keeps. And and the only way to see eternal life is through the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. Which. By rejecting Jesus, what are they rejecting? The gospel as well, right? Yeah. Not only do they have a tainted view of the law, it was rejecting Christ and the gospel. So and, and I'll, I'll admit, I haven't looked up the word, uh, but I wonder if it's terrain, you know, like to keep, you know, like to guard. It's something you've been given, mm-hmm. and that means it can be taken away. And any sort of treasure you've been given, you you hold on to, you guard you uh, protect. Kind of like the parable of the talents. Right. You know, people think, oh, use your talents, you know? Right. If you're a basketball player, do it to the glory of God, which is truly I what can, that's meaning. And do all things through Christ. Yeah. No, it's about God has entrusted us with his word, with the supper. Yes? Was I right? Tereo. Tereo. Yeah. Okay. Good. See? Boom. I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> Love the confidence, bro. Yeah. So, and if you keep this word, if you maintain this word, if you preserve this word, uh, you shall not see death. What a wonderful promise. Like, this would be a great one-liner for a funeral. And, and, and by the way, what did it do to the Pharisees? It made them... Oh, super angry. Yeah. 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 Which is awesome. Like, it's the gospel that makes people angry. It really is. Vicar, hit us again. Okay. Number three. Uh, actually, three, four, and five are going to go together because, to be honest, the last three verses all need to be included. All right. So, 
So 57, uh, so the Jews said to him, you are not yet 50 years old and you have seen Abraham. Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. All right, Vicar, riff. Uh, that the words that Jesus had there before Abraham was, I am. Mm-hmm. He just said, I'm God. All right. Wh- how did he say that? The the Greek, if I am remembering exactly correctly, it's both verbs for I am, ego, ami. And God's name that he gives to Moses from the burning bush is I am. Mm-hmm. So they're hearing this, and he's literally saying, that's that's me. Not only that, but also claiming to know Abraham yeah. and to be eternal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that yeah. kind of means he's more than 50, right? Yeah. He, he's made the Pharisees mad already, and now he just poured gasoline on the fire. Does Jesus uh, use this I am language anywhere else in the Gospel of John? Quite a lot. In fact, not even just earlier in the chapter, we have I am the light of the world. Mm-hmm. I am the vine. Yeah, the I am the good yeah, shepherd. 15, yeah, we've. I am the resurrection and the life. It's all over the place, right? And in all these cases, Jesus isn't just saying something pretty, but like Vicar said, he's actually yeah, he's confessing he is God. Right. He is using a sort of construction in Greek that no pious Jew would have ever used. They never would have said "ego me" because that would is, have been blasphemy. It would yeah. have been blasphemy. You're claiming to be God. Yeah. It's it's redundant in the grammar. And it's only ever used for that sort of a thing. And that's why they go to stone him, right? Yep. Yep, because Call when somebody it, yeah. blasphemes, you rock them to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for Ba-doom. you to say that. <laughs> so, which is, for the Christian, important to remember. Because if you if you say so to someone, someone they say, it's important to understand that Jesus is God, they may not have even to know why. Yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of places in the scripture where it'd be like, okay, well, why? Or not pick up on particular right. parts. Like, I mean, this. Like, so, 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 how so, many so. of our listeners have actually picked up on the fact that when Jesus uses the I am statements, he's actually claiming to be God? And if you have or haven't, Vicar, where can they reach us? Well, they could email us at feedback at clericalerrors.org. They can find us facebook.com yeah, slash clericalerrorspodcast. And we're still on Twitter at, at bro. Clerical Errors P, P for podcast. In that last verse, it says Jesus hid himself and left, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that supernatural uh, hid or just kind of he hid uh, around the corner? Yeah. No, it's amazing. It is supernatural. Yeah. Jesus does this all the time because his time hasn't come yet, right? When he gives his first sermon in Nazareth and they get so angry, they want to chuck him off a cliff, but he just walks through the crowd. So he does it here, and then he does it again uh, in multiple other places because it's not time yet. And finally, like when Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane and all these guys have come out to take him, and he says, uh, and they're like, who are you looking for? And they say, Jesus of Nazareth. And he says, I am he. They all hit the ground, right? Kind of like your favorite Mm -hmm. hymn, you know, let the bodies hit the floor, right? That's a great lifting song. That's a great lifting song. Well, you sent me a picture to motivate me for this one, so I... uh, It worked. You're pumped up today. I am pumped up today, right? Um, But this is actually the little word that Luther was thinking about in A Mighty Fortress, when it says, a little word can fell him. Uh, This little uh, wort lion uh, that uh, Luther is talking about here, uh, it's not the sacrament or anything, you know, you hear lots of... Interesting ideas. Interesting is basically the most Eighth Commandment part. But all the research that's been done on this and the way that Luther preaches these sermons, it comes directly from Jesus' confrontation with the people in the Garden of Gethsemane, where he says, I am he, and they are decked. Like, they can't actually take him without his permission, which shows us that he is God, he is Almighty, nothing happens apart from his will, and his will toward us is always good. It's always good. And, and when he when he hides himself, hides himself like that, by the way, in my mind, I have a, I imagine him doing like the throwing the smoke and going. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't I'm see thinking, on the pod, podcast, I'm thinking I did more that he just activates his stealth mode in a video game. Like he just crouches yeah. and he he's just, got his stealth mode max. Oh, like so Kerrigan <laughs> from uh, from from StarCraft, right? Or kind of like more of like a Skyrim myself. Oh, okay. Kind of like every kid's done this. I guarantee you, listener, you've done this. 
is uh, you practice when you're about seven years, six or seven years old in your bed of curling yourself underneath the sheet so it just looks like you're a blanket in case someone were to break into your house. And they would say, oh, I'm not here. I'm just in the blankets. Is that just me? I, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Any, but honestly, I think that's actually one of the saddest endings to a gospel reading. Like, here Jesus has given them the, the gospel, he's been talking to them, and it's over, right? They, they wanted him to go away, they wanted to kill him, and Jesus gives them what they want. You know, it's really sad, because um, they wanted him to go, and Jesus gives them what they want. And then their whole system, the whole law that they are holding to, everything that they're about points to Jesus, and there he is, and they don't recognize him. Right, and they just reject him. And, I mean, I think of how many people, like, even in our own country, I mean, how, like, we've had the preaching of the gospel here freely for so long, and now, I mean, the world has always hated Jesus, but, like, even congregations hate Jesus. And he will eventually give you what you want. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this is the thing from the Sunday before, right? From Oculi. If you look at the uh, the parallel text there, um, when, Je- when they accuse him of casting out demons by Beelzebul, um, they are committing this, the unforgivable sin, the sin against the Holy Spirit. Um, and... This is the thing. If you harden yourself and harden yourself and harden yourself against Jesus, like, eventually he gives you what you want. He'll hand you over to your unclean desires. And so, like, this is also a warning to the Christian. This is probably one of the reasons—well, one reason it's at this time in Lent, because it is approaching, you know, the whole stoning. It's kind of building up. Right, you know, but these aren't enemies of Jesus. These are people who believed in him, you know, and they turn on him so quickly. And uh, because, like, even earlier in the chapter, it says, you know, Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's the thing. It's like, these aren't just like, you know, these aren't just the people who kill babies. These aren't the people who, you know, are trying to pass the Equality Act, Right, these are people who believed in Jesus and then rejected him, and like so, this is something for us to, you know, uh, this should drive us to prayer and say, Lord, you know, we can't stand on our own. We need you to preserve us. We need you to keep us in the true faith, because without you, we fall away. So, the the one point I wanted to make about uh, knowing that Jesus is God and why that all is so important is the fact that, to me, it helps people understand how salvation works. Mm-hmm. So let's say we'll use uh, our, our podcast bomb as an example because she's probably the most pious of us probably. <laughs> on this show. Probably. <laughs> um, let's say uh, she lived a sinless life, and she said, all right, I, I really love this podcast, Gentlemen, I'm going to die for your sins. It would be would not be enough to pay for the sins no. of anyone. Mm-mm. The only way is if whoever dies is God. Right. That would only be a way it would be enough to pay for our sins. Do you know what my, uh, illust- you know, you've talked about your illustrations before. So mine gonna, are weird. So I'm going to use one of mine. I call him Fat Jesus. Okay. Okay. And I, I say, okay, kids, picture a seesaw, right? You've got all of humanity on the one side. It's like a really scrawny, wimpy kid sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have Fat Jesus come up, right? Like, think Fat Albert, okay? <laughs> because he's God, right? Mm-hmm. So he's infinitely heavy. And so he sits down on the one end, and what happens? Everyone. Yeah, the wimpy kid goes flying in the air, right? Up to heaven. Right? I oh. mean, because that's that's what happened. Jesus sits down on the scale... And his infinite, you know, death. This is why his three and a half hours on the cross was sufficient for every sinner who ever lived or ever would live. So, so Hannah, if you're if you're able to, can you make a, is it a gif or a gif? Can you make a gif of uh, the illustration that Berg just gave us? That would be great. 
It's a gif. Don't at me. Okay, yeah. it's a gif? Yeah, yeah. gif is peanut butter. Oh, I can't have peanut butter. You are, like, I mean, this Lent, this Lenten fasting for you is tough. Yeah. It's only like a whole, like, forever fasting. <laughs> right. <laughs> Your whole life is Lent. <laughs> it's not one of those, hey, I'm going to cut out carbs so over Lent I get ripped. <laughs> that always bugged me. Uh, um. <laughs> all right, good job, Vicar. So, good job. Now, Vicar's actually being the workhorse here because he he's got a top 12 list, right? Yeah. So, so before, but I want to make sure that we have time for preview for the listener. I do have a news that bothers Berg. All okay? right. So you should we do the news then uh, first. Do you want to do the news first? Because then we talk what? about splitting. Yeah, every- because really my stuff should take priority of your stuff. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so, because <laughs> you're a vicar. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh uh, yeah. Poor vicar. Because of my attention issues, I'm the one who says. Like, open my present first. Open my present first. <laughs> Are you surprised? No. So, so, so uh, behind the collar moment, uh, Berg sent us a little uh, text saying he needed a little motivation, right? Yeah. So I was, I was going to. And, uh, and someone suggested on our Facebook that we need to have more news that, uh, that makes you feel good. Okay. Okay. So I found an article, because I know you well, being on a podcast together, that is so bad that it's going to make you feel good. All right. (laughs) So, Peter, play the intro. There's fake news. There's real news. Then there's real news that Berg wishes was fake. It's time to hear news that bothers Berg. All right. So. I know it wasn't Bert worthy, but... Yeah, Bert will join us. It's just we couldn't get all our schedules to work out. Right. Um, so uh, this is the name. This is on a website called Fatherly, the the world renowned. So a dying nurse uh, claiming she switched thousands of babies at birth. And it says we have que- yeah I have questions too. <laughs> so uh, this is in uh, Zambia. She reveals that she switched more than 5,000 babies at birth during her 12 years in a maternity ward. (laughs) Why? Uh, Just for fun. She said, I developed a habit of swapping newborn babies just for fun. This is is like a nightmare. (laughs) Like, honestly, like... I am so glad that my son was like never taken out of our sight. So this is her quote. She's she's dying of cancer. She said, "Take a good look at your siblings. If for example everyone is light and you are dark, you are that child and I am really sorry for that. I have caused many mothers to breastfeed children who are not theirs biologically. I don't want to go to hell for that." Well, I'm glad she doesn't want to go to hell for that. I what in the world? Yeah, people are uh, skeptical, though. I mean, she would have had to swap one baby every single day for 13 straight years. Which, I mean, how long was she a nurse for? Yes. What, is that 12 years? Yeah, how long was she a nurse for, Peter? From 1983 to 1995. She was only she was only a nurse for 12 years. Okay, okay. Oh, so people are wondering if she could actually do... 5,000 babies? At a busy enough hospital, maybe there's enough. Right. Because there's no way she's working seven days a week for 12 yeah. years. Maybe, maybe she went to the Wilt Chamberlain School of Accounting. But that's, <laughs> but yeah, that's, after a year of it, someone had to have noticed. You would, you would think so, right? I mean, so this is, uh, it's a disturbing article. I mean, it's interesting because it may or may not be true. Like, how would you know without all of these people from, what, 1986 to 1994 getting tests? You know what I mean? I think it said the article was from 2019, so maybe if there's a follow-up somewhere. Yeah, I... Not mm. not that it probably changes much, but... I don't know how you thought that was good. (laughs) I mean, like... (laughs) Yeah, I don't. 
I don't know how you thought that was good. But anyway, we'll roll with it. So, so bad that it's good it crosses the line twice? Yeah. So, so Vicar. Two wrongs don't make a right, but three rights make a left. All right, yeah. all right. This is, this is great. Okay. So, Vicar. Okay. Uh, place yourself. Now you're an ordained pastor. Look into the future. Okay. How did that go again? <laughs> it's now the future, Vicar. The year is 2023. Okay. Okay. Right? He's a pastor now. Right? You're a pastor now. So, actually, it would only be 22. It's just a year from now. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, it is uh, July of 2022, okay? You are uh, working on your uh, Greek study for your sermon, and uh, yeah. a nurse from Zambia walks in your door and says, Pastor. I've made a huge mistake. I don't want to go to hell, okay? What do you say to this nurse? I'm probably first having to contend with someone from Zambia walking into my office. Well, you know, right. I, I've already talked to the seminary. <laughs> that, that, that won't be a surprise when you know where you're going. But <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I'm gonna be in so much trouble at home. <laughs> that'll be me. Don't worry. So. Um, what do you say to this person? What do you say? Oh, gosh. <laughs> like, other than just going through the rite of confession and absolution? Yeah. So, do okay. you make, by the way, do you make her confess to everyone? Or would you, there be something in you that would say, you know what? It's probably better that they don't know. <laughs> I mean, because we're talking about, yeah. like, crime yeah. stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but, but, what, what do you say to him? I don't know. I am leaning toward, yeah, I would be encouraging her to to admit this, to make amends to it, to track down everything and, and do what she can to correct it. In the same way as if someone came in and said they stole $5 million, that they'd turn themselves in. But part of that's also looking at it as a father. It's like, if I heard one of the nurses did this, I'd really like them to go about trying to fix this somehow or at least admitting to it yeah but like all but, these kids are grown now yeah, I re- yeah so i realize it doesn't fix it but it's like yeah i don't know you know it, it's I don't a know ludic- it's i don't a, know if there's a right answer to this one i, I know it's a ludicrous ludicrous it question it is in a situation but you know what it's gonna something as like a it, pastor something like it will you happen, run yes. into so many situations you're like yeah, there's nothing good. Is, is that where the right. is that where the Luther quote of sin boldly is supposed to come into play? Is that what that is? Yeah, I mean, I think that's because the thing is, is this woman has committed crimes. Yes, right. For which, if she wants to make amends, you know, if she want, if she is actually sorry for it, I mean, she will take whatever punishment is coming to her, right? And part of that is, I mean, yeah, it's going to disrupt a lot of lives. At the same time, what else do you, what else do you do? I mean, all these other parents were involved in kid, like, so it's not just the nurse, but like the parents have been involuntarily involved in kidnapping, yeah, because they took children who weren't theirs home. And how much trouble did they possibly have while raising them? Either. And they might not. In marriage, well, yeah, they're like, like, yeah, there's so. How many fathers are like? I know that's not my kid. Yeah, I don't. I like it's. It's a difficult one. I mean, I always think the truth is better, and you can acknowledge that. Hey, you know, these are my. These are the yeah. people who raised me, but this is the parent that God gave yeah. me. Yeah, you can't put the cat back in the bag, sort of thing. Actually, there could be some kids but, like I knew it. Yeah. I'm not one of you guys. <laughs> but but uh, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, oh, the, weight has been lifted. So yeah, there's, right. there's the how do we fix this from the kingdom of the left perspective, but obviously, from the perspective of the kingdom of the right, if she comes and confesses right. and is and, truthfully repentant, then right, she and, is and that's forgiven. the thing. There is no satisfaction that can be made for something like that, right. especially like, when, especially when you think of this, is is you know, you know, especially uh, if you 
you know, I imagine Zambia is just like anywhere else where you have Christian homes and non-Christian homes. Right. Yeah. Boy, just for oh, that wow. reason alone. I mean, jeez. I'm like I am just oh, thank God that my son is my son. I'm I'm going to make sure to to email the link for this episode to the to the professor at seminary who does the pastoral theology class and say use this as a case study. Cuz that's a this is a good discussion. And I don't know if there's a good answer. So, if you have an oh. answer, where can they find us, Vicar? <laughs> Didn't we do this already? Yeah. yeah. All right, so. <laughs> Didn't we do this gag already, too? Uh, w- yeah. we'll, let me, let me uh, get a hold, see if Peter, I can get a hold of Peter real quick. Hello. Can you hear oh, me? Oh, you are there. You can hear us? Yeah, it's just very yeah. delayed. Yeah. The interwebs just can't take all this awesomeness. It's all, it, my, it is it's your, all my energy. It's your uh, <laughs> probably your computer. It's too slow, Peter. It, it's my animal magnetism that's slowing everything down. Hey, by the way, Peter, would you like to say anything about your new computer? Uh, I I like it. I was just checking earlier to make sure it wasn't leaking. Okay. Yeah, he has leaking? to make sure his computer doesn't leak. Sounds like a problem. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's. A, does your computer have leaky gut? We had that in the podcast at one point. <laughs> yeah. My computer had leaky gut, but uh, I just swapped some components out, so it's all good. All right, moving on. <laughs> all right, so we have uh, the start of the top twelve. I doubt we'll get to the end of the top twelve, but we got we're gonna get a good start of it. Um, so make Vicar work for it. Make him work. So to uh, make it all the way, or to not make it all the way. You decide. Okay. <laughs> All right, so top 12, Peter, play the intro. Enough nonsense. It's time for Bullhagen's Top 12. All right, so Vicar's doing all the work for us because, you know, it's Lent and we're tired. Mm -hmm. And, you know. But you know what? Lent, as busy as Lent is for us, Lent for a Vicar is way more. I haven't passed out yet, so. Yeah. You know, we've still got Holy Week. You know, one thing a vicar isn't used to is preaching every week. See, I was. Like, I was preaching every, well, for sure, every other week in my uh, fieldwork church. So, and then, yeah, it was no big deal. Yeah. So. So what is your list, vicar? Okay, I fiddled with this a while ago, but it's the, what I would consider, this is my personal opinion, the top 12 most important contributions to society from false religions. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Actually, do you know what? Actually, we might send this uh, this this episode to the seminary. <laughs> See, when oh, they, they would say that, Berg. But guess what? We're drinking right now. Oh, trust me. At least two or three oh, of these things, none uh, of the professors will be surprised at. All right, Berg. So you say this as you drink <laughs> mead. See, I think Samson for sure discovered it, even though it's implicit everywhere else. Right? He took the honey from the lion. Right. Hmm. Honey makes mead. Ergo, Samson. I mean, he was known for his flowing locks. So there you go. See, yeah, Samson was the original Viking. You heard it here first. <laughs> take oh. take that, BBC. <laughs> All right. So, so the top twelve. <laughs> yeah. Let me, let me. I'm writing this down here. Okay. Yeah, I've even got a top twelve. I've even got a thirteenth, just because I was fiddling around. Ooh, but an that's an honorable mention. mention. Yeah. You are just breaking the rules, Vicar. You're welcome. Wow. I could use ah. it. I could use it to try to sort of explain my thought process of anything. The confidence in the vicar is expanding. Look at that. Mm. After all this time, take that finally, chest out, yeah. vicar. No, lean into this. All right. No. The uh, I, the dark side is strong in this one. Yes, that's <laughs> fitting. Yeah. So a lot of this is kind of my pop pop cultural corner of the world. So some of it's history related. Some of it's religiously related. I I like the weird Easter eggs and stuff that are hiding all over the place and like in Wandavision. I haven't seen it yet. You haven't? Oh, Vicar. I don't have Disney Plus. I would fail you. I know. I mean, although I don't know if I would support Disney Plus if my mom didn't pay for it, so. <laughs> yeah. We, hey, maybe that, that could be our next market because we're on Spotify. We've got enough. Apple. <laughs> yeah. Find we, us on Disney I Plus. I mean, we should probably like support like more godly things like <laughs> Daily Wire or Issues, etc. You know? And not Disney. Disney. Disney's where the money's at, though. Yeah. I know, like love of money, root of all evil. Yeah. You know. See, so you remember the top twelve list from what I say? Disney's gonna buy us and then make us bad. 
you, it's true. I mean, see? you heard it here. First, yeah, you, guys. You, and you see how it's going to happen too. The greed is going to consume me. Bullhead's going to see dollar signs in his eyes. <laughs> well, just remember your other favorite hymn. You know, it ain't about the money, money, money. <laughs> so, Vicar, <laughs> what is your number twelve? Number twelve. Uh, number twelve would be concrete and the other things the Romans made. So I'm loosely claiming that Roman mythology is responsible for the might of Rome, which is a stretch. Mm -hmm. But the claim is that Rome was founded by descendants of Aeneas who survived the Trojan War. So So you're going to have to give me a more concrete example. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Rome Rome was... The Roman Empire was pretty spectacular. They had technology that you know, some of it wasn't matched for over 500 years, and there's a few things we still haven't quite equaled. Apparently, they had glass that you could hammer back into shape if you dropped it. Okay, that's awesome. I don't know. If I didn't know. That, I don't know how but... true that story is, but apparently, see, hmm. I thought concrete came at the end of the Stone Age, because when oh, uh, Fred Flintstone, yeah, when Fred when Fred Flintstone discovers concrete. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in so long. I need to get that. Do you like that reference? Yes. yes. You're welcome, Vicar. Last good thing Rosie O'Donnell ever did. (laughs) Who's that? You don't want to know. No. No, not really. (laughs) I think she was in a league of her own. I I know. Do you? Yes. (laughs) She's my age. (laughs) No, she's older than that, isn't she? I don't know. I had a poster over my room when I was a kid. I'm lying. Okay, good. Oh, man. <laughs> Where's Peter to like <laughs> to keep everyone yeah. in line? We have we're not hearing Peter much and it's a we're veering off course. Yeah, it's it's like not being able to like Pinocchio not being able to hear Jiminy Cricket. So, uh <laughs> explain I just need to connect the dots, okay? Yeah. Cuz your your list is going to be some of them Berg are, explaining this to me and yeah. me trying to pay attention, okay? Some of them will be easier to explain. Rome's, okay. yeah, number 12 is just, it's sketchy, I know, but... So Rome did yeah. a lot of cool stuff. Rome did a okay. lot of cool stuff. They I, built I, did, a, I did see... They uh, built a lot of really cool, impressive stuff. Apparently, okay, I did see Gladiator. Yeah, apparently the concrete... The book they, was way better. Yes, it always is. <laughs> so, like, so, so, like, the, so the stadium where they would have had the gladiator fights mm-hmm. the concrete used to hold the bricks mm-hmm. together following following apparently has gotten stronger with age really which is the opposite of yeah. like every other they did, they... no no that happens that happens right but we didn't have the recipe I'm, are you for talking it. about yourself <laughs> <laughs> of course you are yeah. Oh yeah. the point the point being we didn't have we lost the recipe for concrete rediscovered it and I'm still are still finding out that whatever version the Romans used is better than what we currently have. Yeah, it makes yeah, it gets stronger with age. That's awesome. And I mean, yeah. think about it. Like in the Colosseum, they used to have like naval battles. Like they would flood the Colosseum mm-hmm. and have naval battles. Like that is so cool. <sighs> yeah, modern made, life sucks. Would have made the Super Bowl so much more interesting. They'd flooded the whole field. Oh yeah, yeah. And especially the losing team, especially gets during axed. the half halftime show. That that's more that's more the Aztecs. Oh, oh yes, yes the Aztec. <laughs> uh, I always I was always intrigued as a child. The first game of basketball was played in the the Incan society where they tried to lift slaves would try to lift steel balls through a hoop, and the losers died, and that's where basketball came from. There's always a, always a reason I hated that sport. Anyway, <laughs> number 11. Yeah. Number 11. Okay. Number 11 would be the song The Mesopotamians from They Might Be Giants. Hmm. I am lost. Uh you're not you're familiar with They Might Be Giants? No. Particle Men? I have no idea what you're talking Birdhouse about. Birdhouse in my soul. Okay. You are yeah. uh, you. You know Holmes. how big okay. exactly how, are they? How about there's only two of them, so not very big. Oh, the uh, giant. You're familiar with Homestar Runner? Yes. Yes, uh, I. Do am. you remember and do you remember the song um, Experimental Film? No. That weird little video thing. Okay, they did some music with with Homestar Runner. Okay. So they're they're goofy. They also did a couple songs that ended up on Tiny Tunes. 
back in the 90s. Oh, yes. I love Tiny Toons. Remember Tiny Toons? The, yeah, if they're I remember correctly, they're, they're toony. They're, they're all a little loony. Yeah. And in this cartoony, yeah. they're... Hey, hey, we don't want to have to pay oh, yeah. rights well, to... They also... They, yeah, that's more, true. More, recent, the more recently, they also did the theme song for the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse series. Oh, I guess so, I don't know that one. So but, they, do a, hmm. they do a lot of just really goofy stuff, but this is a song about... A band called the Mesopotamians. So can we actually? And play there's this, four of them. Or are we going to get sued? I don't know if we would get sued we if we can. play it on here, but I could play it for us in studio to listen to a clip of it. But I can explain it. I hope. Okay, so play it, Vicar. All right, we listened to yeah, this song, a couple, couple uh, of, and uh, <laughs> you can find that song by they might be giants, Mesopotamia, yeah. and you can listen to yourself. But with this warning, okay, one thing we learn as Christians, is that life is precious. Yeah. Right? Okay. And because life is precious, every day that God gives us is precious, right? Yes. And every moment God gives us is precious. And you didn't and find Ficker that. And just wasted. <laughs> uh. <laughs> this, this hey, ca- hey, I thought it was actually informative. It, I mean, it you have up. Sargon, you have yeah. Hammurabi, who created Hammurabi's mm, gold. Yeah. Yep. You Ashur, have... Uh, Ashurbanipal. Yep, Ashurbanipal. And then Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh, is, which yeah. is the the oldest epic that we have in, I don't know, the world? Yeah. I think it's the oldest uh, epic we have. Isn't Gilgamesh from the Smurfs? I think that's Gargamel. Gargamel. Oh, okay. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Although, I'll admit, this this actually came up in... You you watched the Smurfs, too, didn't you? Oh, you bet. This particular song was brought up in a Hebrew class. Lady lady Smurf was one of my first crushes. I believe it. Yeah, the pro- yeah the professor. You know, had isn't it weird that it, yeah. all the Smurfs like they live in a village full of all males, and like the female is a creation from Gargamel, right? Which I- is which is actually like the whole you know pro- uh, Epictetus myth with uh, with Pandora. Yeah. See, I actually you know? have a theory about that. I, I think the creators of of the Smurfs actually spend time in the seminary where there's a deaconess student. <laughs> <laughs> they time traveled. Right. Yeah. Yeah, with uh, you know, David Scare, Papa Smurf. Oh my, you know. Oh my gosh, he doesn't wear any red pants though. Oh, close though. Yeah, but anyway, oh like it's uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, seminary is interesting. Yeah, like I said, this was brought up in a class. The professor was shocked that one of the younger students there thought this was about the sports team. Who was the uh, this would professor? Be, uh, Doctor Teets, so one of the Hebrew professors. Oh, I I didn't have him. So, <laughs> Peter, take that out. Uh, Please keep that in. <laughs> I need a ruling on this. Am I taking it out or leaving it in? Uh, you should probably take it out. <laughs> I hate to say it. I mean, I really want it in there, but you should probably take it out. Uh, all right. So. Oh yeah, we're Good. not going to get through the whole list, are we? Yeah, so, number, <laughs> number 10. 10. <laughs> number 10. The movie The Road to El Dorado. The cartoon? Yeah. With the blonde-haired guy and the dark-haired guy? Yeah. Okay. It's, Meso- it's been a long time since I've seen yeah. it, so. Mesoamerican mythology. Mm-hmm. Just fun. Kind of like uh, Xanadu or... Do you know, honestly, yeah. like there was a... Uh, um, there was actually a, a Soviet expedition in the 1930s to find Shangri-La, which is kind of like a, yeah. an analog to, to El Dorado. I've been to there. It's like a bar, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, they probably could have had an easier time in the 50s just go go to the USS Shangri-La and visit it. Indeed. but More than likely, but you know. So what, what is about this... Uh... Tell us about El Dorado. It's one. I mean, the movie's just one from my childhood that was fun. But the the myth it was cultivated by the locals in the area when the conquistadors were there because the, the the Spaniards were looking for gold, and basically they kept saying, "Oh yeah, there's a little more over there, or there's a little more over there." So it's like, please leave my village alone, right? And it became just ri- a, almost a ridiculous fever dream. It's like there's got to be the city that's built of nothing but gold if they've got all of this gold here, hmm. you know? Because the logic of Gold's easy to get your hands on in this mm-hmm. area, and it doesn't tarnish, therefore it's useful, and it's shiny. You know, it, it never crossed their mind, oh, it's just common here. By the way, you mentioned Xanadu. 
<laughs> Olivia Newton-John was also a childhood crush of mine. I, I We're be- learning. I believe it. It's it's a really enlightening uh, episode for our listeners. Not the oh, Grease boy. Olivia Newton-John, but the Xanadu one. I don't know why. I was young. <laughs> number nine, Vicar. Yeah, it's either number nine or I explain my, my second favorite conspiracy theory about the ending for Greece. Number nine. So number nine, another They Might Be Giants song, Istanbul, not Constantinople. Ah, I love that song. It's Istanbul, not Constantinople. Yeah. No, it's Istanbul. It's, it's catchy. Yeah, it is. It's very catchy. And their version is a cover. Oh, really? There's yeah. one from the 50s. No. It's not as catchy. Yeah. Um, even old New York was once New Amsterdam. Yeah. Why they changed it, I can't say. People just liked it better that way. Yeah. Only only the uh, yeah. the Muslims did like it better that way because they hated God. Yeah. I mean, so. yeah. But I'm, I'm, you guys are really convincing me to listen to more rap. It's, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Now, for me, for me, it's a history thing because it's... You know, it's the city of Constantinople. Okay, sure. so where is Constantinople, Vicar? It's currently in the country of Turkey, but it's on the European side. So mm-hmm. it's it and now should it's called... sort of be part of Greece. It's now called Istanbul, which is just from an older word just to mean the Chicken, city. Right? <laughs> oh, the city, yeah. So it just got that big that they just kept calling so it. So who built Constantinople? Uh Constantine would have rebuilt it, but it was originally the city of Byzantium, yeah, before that. So we've got lots of history there. But now it's called Istanbul, and not Constantinople. And why? Why is why is Constantinople so important? Well, we had obviously the capital of the Roman Empire moved there by Constantine. We also had at least one council meet there. You know, it was we had a couple councils. Yeah, yeah, it was one and the, two. Yeah, I remembered distinctly the first one. I, I was asleep for the second one. I figured. So, yeah, but it never happened to me. But yeah, the <laughs> but the city being threatened by the Ottoman Turks. And what year the was Ottoman that? Turks, the, it wasn't the Ottomans. What was it? Yeah, it was the Ottomans. Yeah, what year was that? Oh, what was that? 1100s. I'm trying to remember the nope, exact. Nope, older. What was that? Isn't it 1054? 14. 14. Oh. By the way, Bert, this is yeah. why no one wants to bring up history <laughs> when you're in the room. No, it's okay. I, no, I was I was trying to go back further with the re- the reasons for the, the original Crusades being... You know, the oh, that's a fascinating subject. The, uh, oh, yeah, it's a great subject. It's, so, so I actually, can't do it justice. Uh, yeah, so in, in the uh, the 1000s, yeah. Pope Urban II uh, pronounces a crusade, right? So that's the first crusade. Yeah. And they created a bunch of uh, crusader states in order to kind of prop up the struggling uh, Byzantium Empire, the Eastern Roman Empire, which yeah. was based in Constantinople. Yep. The uh, This capital, Constantinople, lasted from uh, the time that Constantine rebuilt it in the 300s all the way up to like 1453 when the Ottoman Turks besieged it and conquered it using gunpowder. Yeah. This was really a, a huge watershed in Christianity because a bunch of Greek scholars came to the West and that really helped bolster what we know as the Renaissance. And so uh, the Western Christians once again learned Greek, which they had forgotten because they went all barbarian. Also, the fall of Constantinople led to the, what do I want to say, the exposure of Europe to the Ottoman Turks. And so during the Reformation, you see a lot of um, uh, besiegings of places like Vienna or Hungary, um, which, I mean, Luther talks about a lot. I mean, it was a real threat. People really believed that the Muslims were going to come into Europe and kill them or enslave them or... Uh, start recruiting their children to fight in other wars. So this is what happened in Greece and in the Balkans, and this is where we get our myths of Dracula. Because during this time, the the 400s, he was fighting, uh, it was right after the fall of Constantinople, he was fighting the Ottoman Turks, and he used terror tactics to do it, which is why he's gotten kind of a bad name in history. Mm. So yeah. And to be honest, to be honest, the Siege of Vienna would have helped uh, be part of my number 13, the honorable mention. The band, the band Sabaton, they've got a song about the Polish hussars showing up to them. weren't sure if you're going to listen or learn something today. <laughs> oh, you learned a lot, listener. We're not even halfway through the list. So, anyway, keep going. So, num- number nine. Number nine. Should be number eight. Or number eight. Number eight. <laughs> number eight. The works of J.R.R. R. Tolkien. Oh. Is that non-Christian, though? 
Well, part of it is because if it wasn't is that the Twilight series? Thankfully, no. Ha! <laughs> ah! <laughs> but any that's awesome. But any relationship in in Tolkien's work is a better love story than Twilight. By the way, every relationship is better. By the way, uh, my daughter tried to explain fan fiction to me. I don't understand it. Uh, do, you, do you know the Gnostic Gospels? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's fan fiction. So basically, yeah, I like that. That's great. So basically, have you ever had, uh, uh, like, remember when we watched The Martian? Right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, you know, and then you start to think about, well, how would I make this better? Oh. Right? Yeah. That's fan. No. And then let's just say you committed that to paper. Mm-hmm. That's fan fiction. Got it. So basically, you're just taking what they've already done. Daydreaming it and then writing it down. And then you write it different. Yeah. Which, oh, like our podcast. Yeah. Which, to be honest... <laughs> this is all just fan fiction. No, and, I this, mean, <laughs> and this segues really nicely back to number eight. Because <laughs> that's eight. actually kind of what Tolkien did. So, but we're not even talking about Tolkien yet. We haven't oh, even gotten is. to talk about Oh, but Tolkien it is. Because you're wondering, how how is this you know non-Christian here? Okay. If it wasn't for things like Beowulf and all of those you know, Anglo-Saxon legends and myths that he got to translate, Tolkien would have never been interested in writing his own languages and then needing to justify that hobby with creating all of these worlds. See, I still don't, I'm not convinced. It's a, it's a stretch, it's, but it's but it's a, because, it's I a mean, worthy it, stretch. It, it flows right out of Christianity. I mean, oh, it does. you look at all of the Christ figures yeah. in Tolkien. I, I just, yeah. I don't know. I have a hard time. I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not saying the, the non-Christian aspects get to claim it. I'm just saying it influenced Okay, I can settle for influence. Yeah. So, do you want to talk about Tolkien? Do you want to go open that can Unfor- of roads? To, to, to be honest, that's a. My, I mean, in my mind, my siblings, w- my brothers would be better at talking Tolkien than I would. See, if you want, I can come up I'll with. A, I can do a top twelve list on Tol- Tolkien myself. Oh, I can't wait for that. Yeah, I think you should. <laughs> think, okay, next time. Next time, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna <laughs> slay this thing. Slay, by the way, slaying the dragon was a uh, a pagan uh, ritual that we've used to make our life better. <laughs> Number eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, number Number s- eight. Number seven. <laughs> number seven. Yes. Number seven. The Jedi from Star Wars. Uh, Buddhism. Okay. I... Am I am I wrong? But I just kind of hate the Jedi. I don't think you're wrong. Now I I grew up with Star Wars, so I I read a lot of the books. I mean, they could have been something awesome. They were in the books. Uh, yeah, I mean, I read yeah I read some of them, you know. But the thing is, is like the Jedi are like they're they're both aberrations. The Sith and the Jedi are like just mm-hmm. two sides of the same coin, and they're just both yeah. like neurotic children. Yeah, who want to try kill each other? But yeah, if you if you listen to all the stuff that that little puppet describes in, you know, The Empire Strikes Back, it just sounds like the only good stuff to ever come out of Buddhism. So, which one was Jar Jar Binks in? <laughs> he's in the first three, and I like the theory that he's actually evil. Yeah, he is a Sith Lord. I mean, I don't know if that's even a theory. That's like just fact. That's straight up be. fact. Otherwise, he doesn't exist. But yeah, the whole idea of the cyclic existence, the group soul, you know, how you die and you just mold into whatever this omniscient nothingness mm-hmm. is. Yeah, it's it's so darn Buddhistic. The quote unquote blob god. By the yeah. way, Princess Leia was one of my childhood crushes when I was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Carrie Fisher would appreciate that. I think we all know her exact reaction to that. Aren't you a little short to be a stormtrooper? <laughs> I know nothing about Star Wars. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. I know nothing about football. Well, you know that uh, R2D2, he's the worst. Uh, he he he's the worst uh, character in any movie ever. You know why? Why? I had to bleep out everything he said. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the way he rolls. <laughs> Number six. Atlantis, the Lost Empire. Mm. Okay, that's the cartoon one with uh, the really wussy guy, right? And then the yeah. chick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the yeah, just. It sounds the, like a morning show, the wussy guy and the chick. 
on your morning drive. Yeah, the whole yeah, they're supposed they found the book that explains how to get to Atlantis. Actually, you know what? That was the last movie that um that uh uh, uh Ernest, do you guys remember like Ernest Scared Stupid? Yes. Mm-hmm. That was the last movie he was in before he died. Yeah. Wow. So Yeah, he was he was the voice of the cook. Yeah. Which makes perfect sense for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so Tell yeah. us a bit about I, Atlantis. Yeah, so this would be, you know, coming out of Greek mythology. The myth of Atlantis was this this city that in its hubris was destroyed by the gods. And so there's an island somewhere in the Greek area that had a volcano explosion at one point, which contributed to the story of the myth. But the movie is, it's apparently this great advanced society. They had flying machines and everything. And to keep from being destroyed, the city disappeared. Where see, do we see that today, Victor? What, the technology and the hubris? No, the oh, MySpace. <laughs> Where do we see Atlantis today? Isn't that in Vegas? Come on. Uh, Justice League? Yeah. Right? Oh. Aquaman, yeah. didn't they yeah. like have a whole movie? I haven't I haven't seen the Aquaman. I mean, movie I didn't yet. even I didn't even do like a hard one. Like the nineteen thirties, like Conan the Barbarian or Call the Conqueror. I didn't do anything like I, that. I just I I, I will I will one hundred percent admit that my my appear, my coming to comic books is very late. This is just weird and fiction, I don't, man. And I don't really know DC comics. Don't you know, like, the weird fiction of the 20s and 30s? Some of it. Like Conan? A little, Solomon yeah. Kane? Yeah. Bran, Back, Bran McMorrin? Familiar with, yeah. Okay, good. Uh, all right. You're not a complete... We just got the message that we're out of time. And I had a great story that I was going to tell. Oh, it was so good. You'll just have to keep it for next, next time. Next time. It can be the start. <laughs> That's right. What, we oh can. We'll hear the rest of the list when Berg and I have nothing else to talk about <laughs> in an episode near you. <laughs> so next episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm Bullhagen. I'm Berg. And I'm Vicker. And may your children actually be yours. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts questions thoughts concerns you can contact us on facebook at facebook.com slash clerical heirs podcast on twitter at clerical heirs p for podcast or email us at feedback at clerical thanks for listening to clerical heirs see you next time